Welcome to the World of Koth Players Podcast, where we discuss old-school role-playing from the player's perspective. I'm Legitimate Mustard. What follows is a live-recorded playtest of a home-brewed first-edition module. We're testing the module to determine whether or not it's useful, complete, and fun before it's distributed so that others can experience old-school role-playing. Our players are distributed across multiple time zones, so we meet up using the Discord app for audio chat and private player-to-player or player-to-DM messaging. We use Roll20 for character sheets, dice rolling, and maps. If you'd like to learn more about the game setting, custom house rules, or our characters, our DM has published a ton of stuff on World Anvil. It's under The World of Koth. That's K-O-T-H. Okay, hello everyone. This is GM Trigvi, and once again, I'm here for the KB1 Into the Badlands module playtest. This is a live play podcast. I am here tonight with... I am Legitimate Mustard. I play Udo, the now female gnome, um, and that'll be interesting. And I'm a Sage Adora who plays Neris, the still female halfling. And I'm Cognac. Tonight I will be playing, um, I'll be playing Emma Serral, and I will be playing uh, Gregora as well. And I am Cricket, and I play Arya the Druid. And my name is Kel Ronan, and I play Devos the Cleric. And we do not have Exploding Kitten today, so as Cognac said, she has graciously agreed to play two characters tonight, both Gregora Umbar, the Paladin, and her new character, Emissarial Jess, a Wood Elf, a Ranger Magic user. So, we did a little bit of pre-game work for this session, so I'm going to read through a quick introduction as to what happened after the party got to East Camp. The militia at East Camp were happy to see the crazy weasel company, but saddened to see that Hollyberry wasn't with them. While many were afraid of the creature, they had come to think of the giant weasel as good luck. News of the slaying of the black dragon and its spawn raced through the camp like wildfire. Rumors started that it was actually Hollyberry who killed the beast, and she stayed behind to feed. Dragons have a lot of blood. The company helped, of course, but despite Hollyberry and the heroism of the company, they could not save Rowland, who was slain by the dragon. The death of the elf hit Cedric particularly hard. The loss of any elf is tragic, and Rowland was a cleric of the old elven gods. Those thus trained are a rare treasure to many of the elven people. Cedric's heart was lightened, however, to hear of Emissarial's escape from the lair, thanks to the Crazy Weasel Company. At least an elf would go with them as they went north. Emmis would continue the quest. The success of skinning the dragon, thanks to Emissarial and others who worked on the dragon corpse, taking off hide and scale, paid off. Working with both Aaron and Cedric, the skin and scales were properly tanned and made into workable material within a few days. The arrival of the lizard folk with the dragon's horde 
several days later solidified the tale of dragons slain and fallen heroes throughout the camp. The riches were stored in Ulfur's tent, with an oath to Vith that he would see the wealth protected. This satisfied everyone in the group except Udo, but the gnome quickly became distracted. Kota, seeing that Udo was now a lady, spent a day grilling Udo about what happened and talking to her about what it means to be a lady gnome. As if you recall, she had taken over the Smith's residence and the two gnomes talked for hours and slept there comfortably, discussing what the gnomes would do in the days to come. With the dragon hide cured, significant gold was available to pay for services thanks to the dragon's hoard, and the group came to a unified decision. The Smith's leather workers would work with Emmis to fashion armor from the hide to replace what was lost in the fight. Davos's strange dragon wing cloak would also be cured and made right, a little less demonic and a little more reasonable. However, it still does look like dragon wings on his back. A new suit of leather armor was made for Aria. In some areas, thick dragon scales were used to offer protection, and others, softer dragon hide was layered carefully. Heavier armor was created for Udo. While still leather, the layered small and medium dragon scales from both the young dragons and their mother offered spirit protection. It looked like a suit of scales covered in soot, and it completely covered the small female gnome. For Emmis, a suit of true dragon scale was crafted. Little metal was used, allowing the ranger to maintain her stealthy nature. She designed the suit herself and forced Aaron and Old Vincris to rework it several times to get it right. Finally, a suit of ultra-heavy dragon scale was crafted for Gregora, effectively dragon plate. Her plate armor was rusted and damaged from the swamp and had taken some serious blows during the dragon fight. Rivets, leather straps, and under padding were all stripped and salvaged. The half-orc captain back at Kobar Tower had done an amazing job reworking this armor, and much of it was saved to be reborn into a set of true dragon plate. The largest scales were molded and shaped by adding them to a laminate-covered steel frame so the armor fit perfectly. Gregora did not like wearing black, but she could not deny the armor's beauty nor its superior function. The entire camp did what they could, but it still took nearly four days to work the material and create the armor. Several of those days were made difficult by heavy rains. On the fifth day, everything was complete and the party was ready to move out. But Emmis woke one morning after an evening in front of incense to find a small red dragon flying through the air, landing in front of her, much to the fear and awe of the camp. This dragon had reddish-brown scales and a pointy tail that looked like it had a stinger on the end of it, and it seemed to be able to smile as it wrapped itself around her arm, nestled into the nape of her neck, and went to sleep. And that's how we're going to start. So, so, unless my ears be deceiving me, Nerus is still in her pitted armor with no new wrap for Truthbringer. So, Truthbringer did have a new handle created from the dragon hide. Your armor was not that damaged and was able to be repaired. So, you still have your wolf leather. Everything is fine. You did not need a set of dragon scale. Aye, then I'm Chipper Keen, thank you. Yep. 
If you look on your sheets, you'll see that some of you still have items that were destroyed by the dragon fight noted there on your character sheets. Neris, your armor was not among them, so your armor is fine. And your punch shield is actually quite fine. So, no issue there. Does everyone have um, emblems or crests of the Crazy Weasel? Ah, uh, yes. When Udo was done having a sleepover and talking with Coda for several days, <laughs> he made sure, he made absolutely sure that he spent time carving in the insignia of the Crazy Weasel Company on every suit of armor and the new dragon shields because both Emmis and Arya do have dragon scale small wooden shields as well. They're on your character sheet. Did Coda... This did, of course, sorry, this did, of course, cost you all of your silver the silver was given to the camp over 20 people were working the leather and working the material to facilitate this all for you it was quite the industry they even stopped their patrols temporarily to help the crazy weasel company out your silver was well spent your gold is still stored in the cleric's tent under protection all of my silver <laughs> all of the silver from the dragon horde yes i had 732 yes. silver coins <laughs> You had thousands of silver coins from the Dragon Horde, and those were all spent on materials over seven days to make this exquisite armor for all. Totally worth it, but... Ugh. <laughs> I know. Okay. So you had a question about Coda. Yes, did um, did Coda and Udo... Um, did Coda teach Udo how to, to properly have a pillow fight during a sleepover? Um, not so much, but she did explain what a proper gnome lady does. Udo's not convinced that she is a proper gnome lady. But you did also spend a lot of time looking over those scrolls you found, and you now get to make three checks, I believe, to see if you've learned three spells. Are those d20s? Or, um... It's a d100, and I believe your chance is 75% per spell. Oh, nice. So if you roll now, we'll find out which spells you've learned. These spells will be removed from the scroll and scribed into your spell book during these several days. So the first spell, uh, the uh, you did learn. The other two, you didn't. You rolled too high. So what was the first spell on that scroll? It was oh. Phantasmal Force. Well, you have potentially the single best Illusionist spell. For level one, so congratulations. That is quite a potent spell if properly used. The other two spells you were not able to learn. Although, let's see. And this will be interesting. Kota learned all three of them and is quite happy. Huh. Hmm. Huh. So, at any rate, Kota is insisting that you continue to go north and you continue to determine um, what's going on up there as far as the gnomes are concerned. She also wants you to come back and escort her home when you're all done. And um, she's willing to, to introduce you to several gnome societies for women, if you so choose. Oh, very nice. Social clubs, if you will. Okay, so it's been almost seven days now, and 
Justice is still with you. The rest of the lizard folk have left. He has agreed to accompany you at least to the Badlands and, and make sure you make your way north. He is also insisting that he return to the Druids as his oath requires him by the winter solstice, but that's still five months away. Okay, so you're in camp. People are curiously watching you to try to determine what you're going to do. What's everyone doing? Uh, Davos needs to refill all of his equipment that has been destroyed by the dragon. Um, he's going to talk to the resident cleric, and I believe we did go to Old Venkris, did we not? Old Venkris is the smith, yes. He's been working on your armor with um, MSR all the entire time. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of um, Captain... Uh, or half-orc captain uh, of our tower. So the, the half-orc captain is from Kobar Tower, and you're nowhere near there. You're back at East Camp right now, so... Alright, so he's going to talk to, I believe, Cedric, and see if Cedric has, say, incense, holy water. Oh, Cedric does have incense, and in fact, Emissarial has burned a ton of it, attracting this little dragon. The little dragon has the entire camp nervous. They think it's a baby dragon, and they assume there are more dragons in the area. Um, there's whispers, and they're they're wondering why Hollyberry didn't kill this one, and where's Hollyberry to come kill this dragon, and why is it like the elf? What? Burning a ton of incense, you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she burned a, she burned incense all evening, and then in the morning the dragon appeared. Does the dragon look like it wants to eat Neris? No, the dragon's only about two to three feet long. Maybe three and a half, including the tail. Pretty small. So it has a scorpion tail, right? It does have a scorpion tail, yes. Three and a half is big enough to eat me. <laughs> it's it's more the size of a cat with a long tail. Uh, so I'm two foot cat... ten. Yeah. A large you're cat could probably eat me. Well, well why don't you why don't you come over and try to feed him? His name is Buck. Lorgan, our buck for short. <laughs> Try to feed him some. Uh, I do still have meat. one of Holly Berry's treats left, but I also don't want it to kill me. Well, if you're nice, I'll make sure uh, he doesn't hurt you. Neris, it's fine, it's fine. We've seen weirder stuff. Hi, Gregora, and every time we see weirder stuff, it tries to eat me. And we have Exploding Kitten who's joined us. Hello, Exploding Kitten. Welcome. Hello, seen... I'm Exploding Kitten. Yep, we assumed you'd be out tonight, so Gregora is now back under the control of Exploding Kitten. Welcome, welcome. He's okay. a very smart dragon, so I think if you go up to him, he'll be able to make his own um, decisions about you. Just offer him food, that's the way to any person's heart. So, as you're discussing the nature of this new pet dragon you apparently have, Emma's I believe, Davos, you were looking to find some clerical supplies. Ulver has a significant amount of stuff in his tent. It's just out in the open. He has several vials of holy water. You can tell they are from the Church of Vith, probably brought here when he fled in shame. He has some official church incense. He's got several silver mirrors, and you know what those are for. Ulfar 
Elfor is not real keen on you as a cleric of Vith, but since you are kindred after a fashion, he will allow you to buy from him if you wish. Very good. I would like to... Uh, Ulfur, I know uh, we don't see eye to eye in some ways, but uh, the fight with the dragon that was threatening these good people wore uh, out all of my supplies from the church, and I don't trust anyone else nearby to supply anything holy or sacramental. Would you perhaps spare some of your equipment? What do you need, priest? I'm... I, I've lost all of my incense and my silver mirrors. I have no more holy water either. And going into the Badlands, I believe we'd have need for it. There are no holy water fonts here. I cannot make more. I only have six vials. I can sell you three. Twenty-five gold each. Five each? Twenty-five gold each. Very well. I can I can part with that. Um, I also... Just really? <laughs> if you're going to pay me 75 gold, you can have the incense for free, and I'll even throw in some silver mirrors. Two. Very well. Very good. I appreciate it. He says, the incense is grown locally here. Uh, it's a mixture of herbs and oils. Understand that if you go to a church of Vith, they'll be insulted if you burn it, but it's a sufficient offering to our god. I only have enough for one vial, actually. Leave. So you have a dragon horde to spend, do you not? Is Udo? I have. Is Udo anywhere nearby? Uh, let's assume that you're all together with the party. Okay, Udo skips up next to um, to Davos, and you can borrow some of my gold. Did we divide that up already? It's over there in the chest. Yes. Ulfur is storing the gold for you, so he knows how much you have. Thank you very much, Udo. He says, yes. I can simply take from the party's gold if you wish. That chest yes, is yours by oath, but I will simply take 75 gold, and then I now have 75 gold, and you have 75 less. Very good. Thank you. That would, that would be acceptable. So two small mirrors, three vials of holy water, and let's just say a pound of incense. It's in sticks. It's ten different sticks, each wearing a tenth of a pound. Now, a lot, well. of, a lot of your boots and your gloves and everything else were destroyed. Your new suit of plate is a full set, so you have armored boots, armored gauntlets. So understand that on your sheet it shows a lot of things that are destroyed, but by putting that plate armor on, you know, you're you're basically protected and covered. Fresh undergarments and basic linen clothing have been provided for all of you. Um, so yeah, your your gear is all especially your stuff, Neris, was smelling pretty bad, like the insides of a dragon, so Would you happen to have sulfur here? Oh. 
He nods, and he points over to a small box. About how much sulfur? He's got a, a couple of small, small, a bag, a couple of small bags, maybe six, seven ounces. Not a lot. Okay. I buy from him uh, two, two units. However many, I believe two would be for my rituals. That'd be two ounces each for your ritual, so four, so you bought two-thirds of his. He'll just give it to you. You gave him 75 gold, which is the ridiculous price that the church charges in Vithyr. So if you're willing to spend that kind of gold, he's not going to deny you a little bit of sulfur. I'm assuming garlic I can buy here somewhere for yep. a few copper. Yep, not a problem. They use it for cooking, but you can just take the garlic they grow. Very good. Does... Anyone else here need to speak with Ulfer before we proceed? Um, Emmis would like to purchase. Sorry, would like to purchase some mica, if possible. He looks at you and says, "I do not have any mica. I'm not even sure what that is. Apologies." Okay. Okay. Um, Arya would like to replenish her torches and candles if Alfor has some of those items. Alfor doesn't, but they're available in the camp. So yes, you can you can replenish that. And Emmis, old Venkris comes over to you and says, "Mica, like the mineral." Yes. Got something that's kind of similar, and he takes out a bunch of small granules, chunks of rock. It looks like he took them from iron ore. He's like, is this what you want? Yeah, I just need a, a chip of that. A few of those would be great. He gives you a couple. It's like, we, we dumped these in the landfill over there. Oh. Old bunch buried with our poop. <laughs> Perfect. I know it's the good stuff then. He has them too. So, Arya, you have several torches and candles. They just give them to you. They're not going to charge you for all that stuff. You guys have spent all your silver at the camp, and they're going to be able to... I did that actually, They're going to be able to go back to the kingdom and actually spend that silver on real stuff that they need. So they're quite happy. Um, yeah, I believe you guys gave them like 7,000 silver. So That's a lot of silver. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to buy... I'm going to get some uh, nails in places of pieces of straight iron because I assume nails are going to be fairly straight. Um, yep, several nails. Old Vinkles will give that to you. He's, he's playing and building a second forge with the money you guys have given him. So. Udo, and then, Udo kind um, of looks around and says, I wonder fish. if there's anywhere I can find some fleece. He looks at you and says, uh, linen, and he points over at um, several of the tents where they're, they're actually weaving Oh. The, lo the local, the locals in the frontier farms do provide them with some wool, and they actually have a loom here, and they weave stuff on on site. But Udo goes over to the tents where they're weaving and asks to purchase a, a bolt of of uh, yarn. Please give it to you. Oh. It's simple, white, whitish gray, not dyed. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. So much. And the, the person there introduces herself as um, Sarah, and Sarah's like, "Where's Hollyberry? Did this? Do, do you ever like take her fur and make stuff?" And she points over at Neris, who's wearing what looks to be like Hollyberry skin. And says, uh, uh, 
Did she skin Hollyberry? Is that why Hollyberry's gone? Udo kind of looks and then looks over at Neris and then kind of shrugs and giggles and then skips away. Make me a charisma check and then we'll get to you, Gregora. I apologize. I hear you trying to get a word in. Udo, quick charisma check, please. I am under. You just started a nasty new rumor here at camp. Okay, very good. Gregora. Uh, Davos, remember, we also need to grab torches so we can see in the dark. Because the last time, we apparently didn't have any torches. Davos uh, does get some more torches and some more lantern oil. Yes, Arya, Arya's got... Uh, he has five torches right now. Gregor, Arya has five. Okay, Gregor, yeah. you have two torches, and Arya, I believe you got three, right, in your backpack? And I also have the continual light stone. Don't forget about that, guys. Yes, but if we need to set stuff on fire. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I and if you're one of the elves that be chasing floating lights in a bog, I don't think I'll be chasing the floating light stone. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> are, are you trying to tell me it's not an elven thing to go chasing strange lights? Oh, not for a ranger. We know better. Neris just takes a moment to process that and nods. <laughs> eyeing the elf why why didn't place. we get a, a ranger elf before? Well, I don't. I think you were pretty lucky to probably have a a nice cleric elf that can heal you. So you might be missing that. You don't just get people. We're not we're not moving bodies. <laughs> we're not those those folks. What do you mean? Rollin was a fine lady. She was. She kept you mostly in one piece when you weren't busy unpiecing yourself or making fog. <laughs> Coda says that as now I can I can get anyone I want. I'd like to see it happen. Nurse just stares at her. <laughs> I I don't you really hear know. Cedric. Hi Arya, you hear that? Udo can get anyone she wants. Go. We'll find a better party than us. I'll beat their asses and then beat your ass for saying someone's better. Yeah, good luck. So as, good luck, Udo. As you're all debating, you hear Cedric say, Rowan was our future. And he hangs his head low and he sort of saunters back to his tent. How, what? Why? I don't understand what that means. I thought the children were our future. That's kind of what I thought, too. And I'm more like a child than an elf, because they're a lot taller. So, by that theory, I am the future. But I'm very old. Coda comes out of the You don't out. seem that old to me anymore. Well, that's true. And but... she walks over to you, though, and Coda says, I'll have it. And holds out her hand. Udo looks at her and goes. He just or she just holds her hand out at Coda and goes. I I'll have it. She wags it. She wags her finger at you and says, "Gnomish ladies do not drink from sippy cups." She holds her hand out. Udo puts her hands on her hips and says, 
sippy cups keep people from putting things in our drinks. Make me a charisma check, please. I'm well under. She holds her head up, she looks at you, sort of looks down her nose, pushes her glasses back up, and says, Noted, and then turns around and walks back into the Smith's house. Udo keeps her hands on her hips and just kind of nods forcefully as Koda walks away. The little dragon curled around Emma's neck and shoulder spreads its rings and yawns. It's quite bored. Do I have food for the dragon? Do you not? Um, what kind of food does this dragon like? I assume maybe large bugs and small rodents and things like that? So yeah, just, just gonna slowly walk up to him. <laughs> Go ahead and make me a quick intelligence check. I'm gonna say since this is a new experience for you, I'm gonna put you at a plus four. Okay. Nurse is going to keep slowly approaching Emmis. Mm. I think you actually made it. No, I am. Fifteen, you matched. Oh. Okay, matched yeah. your. So. Given its size and that it acts kind of like a cat, you assume it would hunt and kill small rodents and it probably would enjoy that quite a bit. Okay. Udo says to um, Emis, um, well, we, we brought back several hundred pounds of dragon meat. Yeah, maybe we could dry some of that just in case. Like, let's say we're in a dungeon and there's not a lot of food, although it seems like every time we go somewhere dark and dismal, there's a lot of uh, weird beings in there, snakes and stuff. Since it's been seven days, I'm going to assume that's already happened, and you all have, let's say, a pound of dry dragon meat. Um, the camp has been eating dragon meat probably for the better part of seven days. Um, just add a pound of dried dragon meat. Uh, dragon jerky, if you will. Okay. Um, to, your, to your inventory. Should we remove the 10 pounds of dragon meat that was previously on there? Yes. Or the 300 pounds of dragon meat that was previously on there? <laughs> exactly. Maris wants to feed the creature one of the uh, fatty blood ball things. It sniffs it and hisses at you, shakes its head. And then it sends you a mental picture, Emmis, of itself retching. <laughs> I don't think that's what um, what Buck likes to eat. Maybe find something with a little more more uh, that's a little more alive. <laughs> Nair shrugs, puts it back in her pouch. Uh, maybe I'll feed it later. to the next thing that tries to eat me. Also, can we feed a pseudo dragon dragon meat? I think that's like cannibalism. You certainly can feed a dragon meat. You'd have to cut them up into small pieces and probably roast them a little bit. But yes, you could. However. Pseudo dragons like sweet bread. How do you know that? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's out of character. Okay. Alright, so what's everyone doing? You've resupplied. Uh, does anybody need anything else from East Camp? Udo Udo's gonna just be wandering like as he as as she just kind of is um, exploring the camp, she's gonna be keeping an eye out for a bow that is not not necessarily being ha uh that no one's really paying attention to. So there aren't a lot of bows here. There are some up on the walls. They tend to prefer crossbows. Well, Udo's 
looking for a bow. Okay. Um, if you go up onto the sort of rock wall that has several watchtowers, each of the watchtowers do have bows and arrows up there, but are used from the watchtower. Usually there's a uh, one or two light crossbows and sometimes a bow. You saw this when the goblins were attacking and the archers from the tower were shooting down. Are any of them short bows? And in, are any of them of any substantial quality? So let me ask you this. Are you looking to acquire one through just um, your stealthy means? I'm thinking about it, but I, I would only be tempted if it were of adequate quality. All right. You walk up several towers, and uh, so the ladders to the towers, and you look mostly crossbows. The one tower that you go to, and you sort of nod and, and sort of wave at the people up there making small talk, has several short bows. Um, they seem to be okay, probably crafted locally. Hmm. I guess I'll just keep my eye out for something in the future. Yeah, the gear here is not that great. The weapons are a bit problematic. The armor is a little better, but it's patchwork as well. The steel weapons, however, are, are well done. They, they get iron ore, and uh, Old Vincris keeps them all well-stocked and sharp in steel. Other weapons, bows, even crossbows. The crossbows look... the mechanisms look fine. The bows themselves, the wood's a little older. It's clearly not wood from the swamp here, because a lot of this wood is just not suitable for for making bows or crossbows. So yeah, you're not too impressed. And I'm saying this because you do have the appraisal skill, and I'm going to say that because you're a fighter, you would understand the quality of weapons without even a roll. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to just do this really quick. So Udo, that's what you were doing. Neris, anything else to do in East Camp really quick? Neris is... I assume her elven chainmail is in the cleric's tent with the rest of our gold. Because she left it's it still... in the cleric's care last I knew. Or... Yep. Oh. It's, it's still there at East King. So, yep. Neris would check on that, but other than that, with uh, her armor cleaned up and uh, Truthbringer happy, she's ready to go get back to start stopping. Okay. Rollin. Sorry, not wrong. Oops. Wow, that digs deep. Uh -huh. Rowan, Rowan is silent. Emma's. Uh, Emma's. Um, besides what she already got, the mica and everything, she would just like to also get some a crowbar and perhaps like a grappling hook with some rope. Um, the grappling hook they would take some time to make. They oh, can really? make you a makeshift one pretty quickly. Not something they, they would normally make here. Uh, the rope is no problem. It'll be hemp rope, pretty heavy. Um, the crowbar is fine. They'll just give it to you. Iron okay. crowbar. How, how large is it? Just a small pry bar? Uh, yeah, just like open a door. Yep, no, not a problem. Okay. Pry bar then? Yep, iron pry bar. Uh, Aria, anything else to do here at East Camp? Uh, I seem to be low some satchels as well. Yes, a lot of your stuff was damaged by the dragon acid, so they can make you, they, they can give you basically a, a satchel to replace the one that's damaged, and they can give you a small leather sack. They don't have a lot in as far as backpacks and other gear, but 
Um, yes. Cedric will actually give you, a, he has a herbalist satchel he'll give you. Um, his, his old one, he has a new one. It's serviceable though, it's fine. Similar to what you had before, a little older, um, but it should hold up and then he can give you a small or a small other sack. And uh, Aaron will do that. He's a leather worker here. So she'll give you that. So you can put those on your sheet. Anything else? Nope, Davos just goes for the same thing. Uh, leather belt, leather sack, or belt, leather bag, put things in and over the shoulder. So again, you've spent a lot of gold here, so that those give you the basic leather goods that you need. That's not a problem. Anything else, Arya? Um, so I only have a pound of dried dragon jerky, so I should probably have something else to eat. They have some dried fish. That's about it. Um, they do have some some grains, some bread. Uh, they could they could give you each a loaf of bread, but it's not going to keep long in the swamp. Yeah, I guess I'll have I'll take some dried fish then. Okay, so go ahead and put a pound of dried fish. That way is ten gold. So unless you want more than that. No, that'll be fine. Uh, I'll try and find things on the way too. Okay, very good. Um, after Arya is Gregora. Anything you want to do in East Camp before you guys leave? Uh, not that I know of. I think I'm good. Okay. And Davos. Uh, Davos. Uh, Davos is going to give the remains, the remaining nobles' jewelry, uh, to the priest, um, indicating that perhaps his reports will gain some weight if he sends this, or perhaps if not. Perhaps the people here can use it for their own needs. Go ahead and make me a charisma check when you suggest this to... to... Ulfur. Oh, that one. So he looks at you and he says, Why? Why would you do this? You're from Vithyr. Why, why would you do this? Why would you kill the dragon? The dragon was harrying people here, and they needed help. There wasn't. They're they're trying to survive. They're trying their best, and what they do here helps all who seek justice. So, I sent reports south about rumors of the dragon. I've seen it flying overhead. Other beasts here as well risking kingdom. Uh, I know the dragon or creatures like it have flown south. I've sent reports back for two years now, and not once has the church done a damn thing. I, I look down. I look very sad. The church, the people of the of the Lance, Gregora's fighting order, sent a contingent here some time ago. They didn't make it. How do you know this? We came upon their their corpses. He ponders this for a moment and says, Tell me where. And he pulls out a map, and you can see that it's not exactly accurate based on what you know of this area. Clearly, kingdom cartographers don't know the frontier lands all that well, certainly not Kobar Swamp. But it's accurate enough for you to give him a rough location as to where they were attacked 
I give him the location. I, I point it out on the map, and I say where to avoid uh, if he intends to go out that way. I tell him that there is a griffin who makes roost nearby who may expand its hunting range because the dragon is no longer a threat. Watch out for that. And if you do happen upon it, hide. Give it some offering of food so that it doesn't attack you. He nods. He says, thank you. I'll I'll include your reports as I send these south to the city. Uh, I doubt they'll have any impact, but certainly maybe if two priests who are right with Vith attempt to right the wrongs of the church, maybe someone will listen. He looks at you a little more kindly. He's still suspicious, Davos. Clearly, a single encounter like this, despite the fact that you convinced him your motivations are true, a single encounter isn't enough to quell his suspicions, but you can tell that as much as he can, he's warming to you. I nod to him. I say, thank you, good priest. I I hope that it does. I hope that the church finds favor in these. Or at least... Alright. And then uh, he goes back to the group. Let's assume that you spent several days sort of writing these reports. Um, You didn't have new armor made, so you weren't as involved in the whole armor-making pieces everybody else. You had time. So we'll assume this conversation happened during the, the days when everybody else was making armor. Very good. All right. So, last call for East Camp. Going once, going twice. All right. So, what is the party doing? Well, we still have one more place to check out that we know about in this area. Are we going to go deal with whatever those uh, spooky weapons Darkos, uh, we need to get to Darkosis, or are we just going to let... Uh, Davos carry him. Davos? Do you want to carry the spooky weapons? Further? Yes, I, I'd prefer if they stayed in my hands for now. Do you, so, do you want to take him with us to the to the Badlands? Well, this... This person who we're supposed to speak with has some interest in them. And I found you that... You wanted to keep them. Oh, no, not not into the Badlands. Yes. Oh, well, then let's go. Sp- I have no idea how they would react to that place. Let's go speak with a spooky person about the spooky weapons. I mean, if we are ever going to fight a horde of zombies with fresh armor and uh, shining weapons, be the way to do it. I reckon. Yes, yes. If if we need to, but I held an oath that I would do no harm to him or his. And Davos looks upset and somewhat resigned. Then he looks down at um, at the black cape that he has on and nods and Udo like walks up next to Davos and like takes a hold of his hand and says you really shouldn't promise things that you don't want. I had no understanding of what would 
occur if that were the case. But I have reason to hold my... I, I, I must hold my promises as I am a man of this. Udo just nods and kind of gently lets go of his hand and then says, well, let's go. And then he skips in the general direction of um, Spooky Guy. Well, you're not exactly sure where that is, but Arya, you have received directions from Cedric as to where you believe the mine is. It's further east of East Camp, towards the mountains. You suspect that you can probably lead the party there in a day or so. Arya is currently AFK, but I I suspect that if Arya were not AFK, she would say something along the lines of, well, I guess that maybe I will lead the party in that direction. Indeed. So, yes, Arya simply nods and says yes um, and leads you out. As you're all sort of just talking to Arya and getting a plan of action to move out towards the iron mines, Buck Lorgand sends you an image in your mind, Emmis. It's an image of him lying on his back with a big distended belly and his small little dragon hands are rubbing it and he's groaning because he's so full of food he can barely move. And then he jumps up from your shoulder and flies into the air and nods at you. And he intends to fly off and go hunting. Okay. I wish him well. All right. Up, up, up he goes. Um, and you note that you can actually see up to about two, 250 feet away, you can see what he sees and smell what he smells and hear what he hears. If you choose to. Yeah, that's cool as heck. Okay. Very good. So he flies up, and he's off hunting small mice, squirrels, whatever he can find to eat. Okay. So, Arya leads you all east from East Camp. All of the militia sort of wave as you go. A couple of them are whispering about how Neris killed Hollyberry and is wearing her hide. A couple of them are talking about, no, no, that wouldn't happen. Hollyberry is way too badass. Hollyberry ate a boar troll and lived. Um, but at any rate, there's all kinds of rumors about your group as you're leaving. Regardless, everyone seems to send you off with uh, good wishes. And uh, a couple of them are, are talking about how you probably won't come back this way. But Alfred says, well, their gold's in my tent. They'll come back for their gold. But Everyone's not sure what to make of you leaving East Camp now, but... Did, uh, did Udo hear it, the thing about the gold? Anything about the gold? Yes. Then Udo says as, he's, as she's skipping along, We'll absolutely be coming back for the gold! All right. The moment you acknowledge that you could hear these people whispering about you all, they shut up immediately and they they become quiet and silent. They didn't intend for you to hear that, but your excellent, excellent thief hearing gave you a significant advantage there. She At any rate, you, <laughs> okay. um, you skip and leave from the camp, I assume, uh, Udo, happy um, to be moving. Gregora, several of the militia members sort of bow to you as you pass. They still seem to be in awe of you. Now in your black dragon armor with your horned helm and and you're, you're quite the imposing figure. They're all the more taken by parent prowess and divinity. And Davos, you note this as well. Gregora strikes a pretty imposing figure in this new dragon plate, and people are just in awe that both you and Gregora clearly pinnacles of the 
Church of Vif have stopped here, have done good deeds in help of this community and others. Uh, this will be talked about for some time. So anyway, you move out from East Camp and you find yourselves in a, a somewhat drier part of the swamp. Uh, you're moving away from the escarpment that East Camp was built upon and I will need one person to make me a D100 roll, please. Udo, stop skipping, by the way, once we're outside of camp. Stop skipping. All right, very good. Rowan rolls a 63. Very good. So you reach your first campsite um, that um, Arya brings you over to. It's basically just inside the foothills before the mountain range. You're maybe four hours away from the range at this point, but it's getting dark now, and you stop there. Relatively dry, relatively secure. There are several erratic rocks that form sort of a, uh, a partial wall. Some of them are about 12 feet high. Other ones are six and four feet high. They're all sort of scattered here. You're not sure why they're down here in the hills, but they make a, a good place to camp out of the wind, and you do so at night and encounter nothing. Buck Lorgan comes back with uh, two dead squirrels. One's partially eaten. One he sort of plops right into your lap and, and just sort of continues to consume it right in front of you, Emma. I'm impressed. That was a good kill. I say, but I don't think he can hear me or understand me. Correct? He, he can actually understand common. He just can't speak it himself. So when you do this, make me a charisma check. He stares at you blankly and blinks, and then you get an image in your head, in your mind, of him just sort of shrugging, almost like a, a human would. And then he continues to eat the the squirrel. All right. Okay. So describe to me how you're making camp. There's these two, three large rocks. You're out of the wind. Uh, what are you all doing this evening? Uh, we'll start with you, Udo. Udo is quite concerned that there's not a tent. Um, he's been, uh, she has been told that proper gnome ladies camp in tents or stay in houses. Okay, so Udo is pacing about, muttering about how there's no tent and that's not right. Neris. Neris will be clear and path around where they intend to settle down any looking for any pass that game may be going through and making sure their camp is obscured enough from the main path they came in on to hopefully avoid you know someone getting the easy jump on them or leaving stuff within the campsite that they would trip on if they had to get up in a hurry okay do me a favor make me a quick d6 roll and while you're doing that ms what are you doing Thank you. That's a roll of a two. You're confident that you have cleaned up the campsite to make it combat ready should the need arise. And you've got several spots where you think you could find these. You, in particular, could find decent cover, uh, Neris. Uh, Emmis, what are you doing? Um, Emmis would like to try to figure out if the, what the weather's going to be like. Can I roll for that? You can. You have weather sense. Go ahead and make that roll. Unfortunately, you have no clue. You are totally distracted by this dragon. He's crunching the squirrel bones really loudly, trying to be as loud as possible, and it's almost getting on your nerves, and it just throws you. You're not sure what the weather's going to be. Ah, 
I thought I rolled good for that. Oh. 24, okay. a, a, a original AD&D stat checks and skill checks, the lower roll is better. You roll oh. it under a stat modifier. So that was a crit fail, which is why I said the dragon uh. was distracting you and you're simply unable to determine. Yeah, okay, we might need to fix the roll 20 thing because it says, like, it's green, which means good, right? But, well, green means a crit success because it roll 20 treats everything as a crit uh, success. With five I e. understand. But, but if you look at success amount, it's minus six. So you're six uh, over your success amount. So yeah, that was a bad roll. That's confusing. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Um, and and then I just want to make sure, um, using my ranger skills, that we are in a good place that's covered from enemies. Um, and. Okay. Very good. Go ahead and make me a forest survival roll, and then do me a favor and do a tracking roll. So I need a d20. Um, that's also a nat twenty, which is a critical Holy fail. Cow. So you find yourself in the hill, and this dragon, this new dragon, is just flapping around <laughs> and throwing bits of squirrel everywhere, trying to get your attention, and it's just throwing you. And now a D one hundred roll, please. Oh, great! I'm the worst ranger ever. <laughs> All right, that was a good roll. So uh, to get away from your dragon, you just leave camp for a bit and you as in the fading light you look around for tracks you can see several animals have come this way um, you can see signs of what look to be boots and probably a human patrol they're probably days old you suspect that every once in a while the the militia the frontier militia comes this way so you're definitely um, still within the range of east camp you're only a day away and farther out you see what look to be bare feet. Um, some of the feet have boots. Some of the feet are stumps. Uh, maybe half a dozen things lumbering through the forest. But it was some time ago. Nothing recent. Bare feet as in human size? Normal bare feet? Um, you think at least maybe they're human? Although some of them are, are kind of small. You think maybe goblin feet? You, you can't uh, be sure. Okay, I'll make sure I report this to our leader Davos. Okay, very good. Uh, Aria, what are you doing tonight? Yeah, so um, I will also be readying myself for um, um, digging in. Um, I noticed that um, uh, Emmis is having trouble with her weather sense. I oh, yep, just, just a moment. So I will do that myself. And and that's basically yeah, and and even you, the the crunching of the dragon next to you, and <laughs> and the howling of the wind, um, is making it difficult for you to detect the weather. You're not sure. All right, and what else were you doing, Arya? Uh, just reading, you know, the camp, and um you know getting myself situated making sure everybody else is situated too and making sure that everything's okay and we've got everything that we need all right so it's been a full day and you're all very thirsty and very hungry um, so are you doing anything about that if we need to yeah i suppose i should eat if we need to cook udo can cook i have um a tinder box as well with flint and steel so if we need a cooking fire i can i can get that going yeah i think that'd be a great idea i can forage too if you need us to if you could find some mint potentially and a cheese tree 
Oh, All right, Emmys, go, ahead, go ahead and make me a forging skill check, Emmys. And Arya, go ahead and make me. Uh, you rolled a seven. You didn't <laughs> roll a 20, so that's good. Um, Arya, I assume you're helping, so make me a herbalism skill check, please. Yes, that's correct. Yep. And very good. So you, rolled, you both rolled well. Um, you come back with several tubers you think are comparable to a sort of bitter potato. Um, Aria, you know that they're safe to eat. You've got a handful of berries, maybe blueberries or, or something similar. Aria, you are convinced that these are also safe to eat, but they will be a little bit bitter. Um, and then you also have what look to be some kind of wild onions that you found at the mm. edge of the foothills. Mm. And did those right. tubers uh, come with nightshade on top or anything like that? They did not. Mm. Not traditional nightshade like nightshade. They have leaves that you would know are probably not good to eat. Okay. All right. All right. Gregora, what are you doing this evening? Whapping Udo upside the head saying, Stop complaining, princess. <laughs> <laughs> and then going to help nurse. Okay. Uh, so you also fortify the camp. Um, you move several um, fallen trees and logs to sort of ring the camp to provide some additional cover. Go ahead and make me a d6 roll, Gregora. Uh-huh. Very good. Um, you're convinced this position is pretty well defendable. Uh, at two of your, uh, sort of to your east and south are these rocks that provide uh, really, really good cover. Um, the fire that Udo created is actually close to one of the rocks. It would be difficult to see unless you're north of the group. Um, the cooking fire and the, I'm going to assume it's going to be some kind of strange stew that Udo is making smells delicious. And it's a little distracting, but you do a fantastic job of working with Daenerys to make this camp as safe as you possibly can, given you know the limited means that you have. Udo says, well, okay. it wasn't much to work with, but I did my best. I hope this is adequate for everyone. And are you putting anything else into it, or just the stuff that was scrounged from the nearby forest and hills? I think we had a little bit of fat that we were able to find. I did, do you want this? And Nurse, once again, pulls the fat out of her bag when uh, she sees Udo start cooking. Oh, yes. I think we can, I think we can make something work with that. Um, Udo also pulls out his uh, soup stone. Very good. Evos produces salted, salted uh, fish. You see, Neris lean towards Gregora. Do you think the stone actually helps? I'm not sure. Uh, is it is it a religious thing or? I think it's a personal thing. Oh, like it came out of her. I don't think it came out of her. I'm not sure, though. Well, what else is a personal stone? I believe Udo said soup stone. Yeah, but what is a soup? Why? Why? Do, why would you put a rock? You can't eat it. So Davos, as you pull up this salted fish and offer it to everyone, you're kind of shocked to hear Neris and. Gregora, just go on and on about Udo's <laughs> soup stone, ignoring your offer of food. 
No, no, we are whispering. I specified whispers to Gregora whispers and he's leaning in. When Udo approaches, we are going to stop talking about Udo's personal stone. It wasn't Udo who heard this, it was oh. Davos. Okay, well. When yeah, Davos comes here, we are going to stop about Davos! Personal stone. Davos! Do you think. What, what does a stone do? I think it makes people curious about what's going into the soup. Adds a little grit. Honestly, I don't see any taste from it, except for perhaps a bit of metallic. Personal interest stone? Personal interest stone? Can Udo do a hear noise roll? Sure, go ahead. Nope, never mind. I'm gonna give it to you. Oh, you are? Okay. Yep. Uda's gonna like, turn around and go, it just adds a little something special. Oh, it is a personal stone. <laughs> it's a friendship stone. I found it when I was with all of you, and it goes into every one of the meals that I cook for all of you. It's Desdis, weird. don't eat rocks. And he, he holds up two fish. They're not salted. They were probably killed yesterday. But they smell a little fishy, but he seems fine with that, and he holds them up. Well, I can, They're probably I can, in his pouch. I can make something with those two. The, we, you don't eat the rock. It's very important that you don't eat the rock. I need the rock at the end of the cooking. So Destus looks at you strangely, and he shakes his head, and he continues to hold one fish out to you, but then he just eats the other one. He just eats the entire thing. All right, Udo cleans the fish and and uh, adds it to uh, the meal somehow. Maybe it's a, now a protein, and uh, he cleans away anything that's suspect. Destus then goes over to Davos and sees Davos holding out some of the, some of the salted fish provisions that were provided by his people, and he nods. And if you're willing, Davos, he will take some and he will eat them. Has Davos just been holding Davos, his fish out the whole time? Davos nods and hands him some of the fish ration. Desdis sits next to you, Davos, and, and beckons for you to sit as well. He's assuming that the two of you are going to eat fish rations together, and neither of you are going to have anything to do with the stone soup silliness. <laughs> Davos doesn't understand this assumption and eats with him a little bit of the ration and then offers some more to the soup. Desdis shakes his head and says, waste, and continues to eat the ration that you've given him. Okay. Udo, are you adding the salted fish rations into your soup? Yep. Uh, everything goes into the soup. It's just a... <laughs> yep. Gotcha. Okay. So your cooking roll was actually quite good. So this is quite good, as a matter of fact. So the soup is complex, flavorful. It's not awful, there's just a lot of different flavors since every single thing that was found as well as a day old rotten fish and 
uh, some salted fish rations were all thrown in. You did clean the fish, you mentioned that, so that's good. Um, there's bits of sort of very gamey fish meat in there. It's edible and it's nutritious. Uh, it's probably not an experience that you guys would cross the street for, but regardless, it it gets the job done. All right, when Udo's, so, Udo's done with this and cleaning up and puts his soup stone away, he's going to get some of the um, the yarn that he purchased or that he acquired out, and he's going to start um, trying to learn how to knit with some of his his tools. You didn't buy any knitting needles, so... That's fine. I have a lot of tools. <laughs> you do have a lot of tools. You have several... Um, I think it was silvered iron spikes... Uh, that are used for various things. You could maybe kind of sort of knit with those or at least try. Make me an unskilled skill check, please. D20. Lower is better. So, for about an hour, you make a mess of your tools, the yarn. It's quite embarrassing, but fun. Oddly fun, but nothing comes of it except a tangled mess of yarn. Okay. Um, once I'm done with that, I'll I'll try to wrap up the the yarn as much as I can and put everything away. And I'll what say, are you trying to make? Oh, I was trying to make a sock. One sock? Well, you got to start with one, and then you make a second one after you finish the first one. Oh, well, that's pretty neat. All right, good luck. Well, I given I your tailoring skill, yeah. <laughs> Given, given your tailoring skill, Udo, you're confident with proper tools, you could probably teach yourself to knit if you wish to do so. Oh, neat. Well, I'll keep working on it. All right, very good. Okay, is anybody else doing anything else? And how are you setting watch tonight? Or what are you guys doing as far as the camp is concerned? Udo. You've eaten. Um, you found some water in a nearby uh, stream, so that's where you got the water from the soup. Um, and you've all refilled your, your water skins as well. Udo will so, take the, the late watch, whichever one that is. And I must take the first one too, because she only needs four hours to meditate. Davos is going to look at those stones and try to figure out what uh, what what they're from and what set them here, if anything. they Do they seem to be set in an equilateral tri triangle at all or anything like that? Is there anything inscribed on the stones? or any uh, indication that there may have been an altar in the center of them or anything like that. Okay, make me an unskilled skill check, please. D20. Well, archaeology. Not going to teach you about geology, so go ahead and make me an unskilled Fair skill check. Fair enough. Unfortunately, you look around and nothing seems very, very clear, although Aria sees you looking, and you notice her raise an eyebrow. You're confident that she understands what these things are. Aria, what, what are these? How would they arrange in this pattern, I wonder? Does this pattern have any significance to you? So I have a look at it, and DM, what do I uh, figure out? Check your private messages. Ooh. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Um, I can paint it. Oh, it looks like they have been uh, dropped here by glaciers. Another. Oh, see, I, I had thought that they were perhaps some of your people's 
old work, but I don't know, is that something that you would worship? Some glacial deposits? That's highly unlikely, I would say. Um, but it, it, it is a it is a pretty pattern. Does Davos see the places where the uh, large footprints and the, the goblin footprints were at all while he's doing this search? No, that was that was far from camp, and only Emma saw that. All right, thank you. I did tell Davos about it. You did. Yep. yep. But they're not near bones, is what I'm saying. So the, oh, oh okay. Near. So which direction? I, I had forgotten that it, she had told me. Um, which direction from camp were those footprints, and which direction did they seem to be heading? Like the south, north. They were south of camp and heading to the east, type thing. They were north of your location, and they were heading from the east to the west, directly towards east camp. Hmm. How old do you think they were? Emma's estimates maybe a week. Well, a week would have they would have already seen East Camp by then. So they would have met the defenders already. No need to go back then. Okay. Alright. Well, the week, so we spent a week at East Camp and, and we didn't see them, right? Threat. Alright. Very good. And there have been several days of heavy rain, so it, it seems that maybe Emmis is incorrect, but it's, it's hard to say. Could be. Say, the, track, the tracks look old, but again, there was three days ago there was heavy rain. Say, Arya, you, you're familiar yes. with this, er this, this area. Would you mind... I just want to make sure we camp safely. Would you mind checking these tracks with us? Maybe you'll have yes, better insight. Yes, absolutely. I have a look at these tracks. Go ahead, make me a d20 roll, Arya. Lower is better. Good. Check your private messages. Hmm. This is, doesn't seem natural to me, Davos. Uh, this doesn't seem right. I don't know what's going on here, but oh, it yeah. doesn't make me... In what way does it seem wrong? They don't seem to be walking naturally correctly. Well, do you think they could be the undead? We'll see a shipment from them during our stay there, did we? You did not. Yeah, so this is odd. It's possible, it's possible Davos. But I can't, I can't say for certain. It's it's not right. It's not natural. It, it's not walking right, and that does make a lot of sense. How long ago do you think this was? I think it. Are you estimating? 
Probably uh, only a couple of days, maybe two or three. And with this gate, they probably wouldn't be walking very quickly. Not no, not nearly like us. Yes? Correct. Maybe we should go back to East Camp and warn them. Are there any drag marks like a cart? Um, Davos, make me a D6 roll, please. That's the wrong button. Four. Nothing, nothing that you can see. Um, Emmis, are you there with them? Did you bring him over to where the, the, the signs are? Yeah, I would have shown him exactly where I saw it. Okay, go ahead and make me another tracking check, please. Okay, that's a D100, correct? D100, yep. Okay. It's a 59. Okay, and give me a D6 roll. Lower is better. Four. Four. So, you don't see any cart marks, but you do see what look to be, like, sticks were being dragged, possibly, in certain areas. And it looks like the tracks end up sort of wandering east towards East Camp, a little bit north. Going east from your exact location where you're seeing these tracks is a pretty swampy area. Um, it's been flooded by the rains, so... You're not sure where they were trying to walk to. It almost looks like they were walking into the swamp. Why would goblins walk into the swamp? I mutter to Davos and, and uh, Arya. But we have been seeing them out here, yes? They're coming closer and closer. There must be something in there. Emmis, one more D6 roll, please. D6. Lower is better. One! One. As, as Arya, Davos are pointing and you're looking into the swamp, you realize that that whatever was walking in this direction, staggering as they are, uh, they were probably carrying something heavy, and it looks like they were maybe dragging something or someone. You're not sure exactly. But they were heading right into the swamp, into the bog, and uh, they may have drowned in the rains, because it looks like these tracks aren't as old as you thought, and they probably walked during the heavy rains when the swamp was falling up with water. Is the swamp pretty dry right now? Where you are, it is. If you go east of here, following the tracks, you'll get incredibly wet. Do you think we should investigate further, maybe even in the morning, Davos? Davos? If you think that they've drowned, I don't think that there's any point in it. I would have sent word to the watch, but three days, uh, and they haven't been seen, and we've just come from there, so I think it's relatively safe. Perhaps, maybe we should say uh, send a uh, go back and let them know that there are these tracks here. I wonder there is evidence far... of goblins hiding in the bog nearby. I wonder how far they could have gotten though. If it was so rainy, it might not have. They might not have gotten far. We could probably find them. Um... Not if they've sunken below the the bog. But they'd be sitting out where water was, where it's not anymore. I think it's still swollen, isn't it? Flooded? It is. Oh. It is very flooded. Yeah. From the right. Yeah. 
Pontiac, check your private. Um, yeah. So Buck could fly a note over there, if if you'd like that. So we we don't have to go off course, Davos. I think that'd be the best course of action. You think that they'd be afraid of Buck? I think they've seen Buck already. They've we've been there. For, we were there for a week, right, DM? So they probably know Buck. You summoned Buck towards the end of that week, but they have seen Buck. Okay. They know I think they'd be afraid of him. I don't think so. Have him drop it on a stone into the into the area and and not get too close. I don't want him getting hit by somebody who's afraid of dragons. Alright, let's do it. Smart thinking. I like it. Okay. <laughs> so, Buck comes back. Um, uh, he was flying around. He was crunching squirrels. He was moving around. He sees incredibly well in the dark. Emmis, easily as well as you do, if not better. Uh, certainly his high position gives him a significant advantage flying overhead but he comes back when you send him a mental communication and um, he lands who's drafting the note and what does it say I think Davos would um, make it I draft the note I I say um, I start with a greeting of the church uh, a blessing to those who are uh Basically, any any of Vith's blessings to those who are fighting evil. Yep, yep understood. So you can identify yourself as a priest, something that, yep. that shows where you say you are. Um, and then you just detail that what you found and saw to warn them? Yep, I detail specifically that there are possibly many uh, goblins hiding in the bog, carrying heavy things into it. There's a possibility of a, an attack or a siege, similar to what we had seen at Kobar Tower. Okay, very good. Anybody want to add anything, Regora? Uh, I'm not going to add anything. Okay. Uh, this is a small note. I assume you've got parchment or paper to write it on? I would have notes. Or I would have picked up more parchment at the... Yes. You didn't say you did, but let's say you did. Because you did say you were writing notes with um, Ulfur, so let's assume that you took some parchment and you've got some ink and a quill. Put it on your inventory. Let's say 10 sheets, and you just use half of one, all right? All right. Uh, and you've got a sort of oiled dry bag to put them all in, because having this stuff in the swamp is going to wreck it. But anyway, it's fine. Okay, we'll just wreck on that, and we're good. So up goes Buck. He's going to fly over there in the evening and drop it off. It's a tied to a, a light rock. Buck can't carry that much, and he's pretty cranky about this. He's sending you a mental picture, Emmis, of him exhausted and tired and sad, um, and then you giving him belly rubs and a big, big treat. Um, <laughs> and the treat, of course, is a badger. He wants to eat a badger. You don't think he actually does, but he's trying to convince you that he wants something big and fun and yummy. Um, for some reason, he's visualizing a badger. You're not sure what that's about. Okay, he flies up and away, and he's carrying your note. So, who's going to sleep? Who's not going to sleep? What's, what's the watch tonight? Udo's taking the late watch. And okay, Emmons so is taking the, the first watch. Okay, very good. And between the two? Uh, Gregor will take the middle watching. 
Okay, very good. So, please, each person who's taking a watch, make me a D100 roll. I see a 2 from Digimon Mustard, a 90 from Gregora, and okay, very good. Gregora, uh, let's see here. I didn't see a D100 from... Oh, there it is. Alright, very good. Thank you, and MS, you take the first watch, nothing happens. You you see with your elven vision off in the distance several um, wildlife forms of maybe deer, uh, small animals, nothing of note. Gregora, um, something does happen on your watch. Um, shortly after you relieve Emmis and she goes to meditate, and you sort of are woken up to take over, Buck comes back, and he flies back down. He was able to cover the distance you all walked in a day in about four hours. There and back, he's quite the speedy flyer, although in a straight line back to East Camp is pretty easy. Um, Gregory, you realize that Buck flew over there, dumped off the note in the middle of the night, and then flew back. It's unlikely anyone saw him up in the sky. It's unlikely anybody saw the note. They might wake up and see it in the morning, but... Yeah, it is what it is. So, anyway. Nothing else is encountered that night, and then you wake up Udo, who um, yawns and stretches, and everyone... Udo is no longer snoring constantly when she sleeps. Hmm. That is new. But at any rate, you wake up Udo, who seems quite well-rested and in good spirits. Um, at least at first, Udo, nothing happens during your watch, and you greet the dawn. Good day, Dawn. What a beautiful day. Udo begins to prepare right. a small cook fire once it uh, becomes morning, and uh, she will have uh, warm water for everyone waking up to um, to be able to wash their faces and, and prepare for the day. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, Udo... Since, as a DM, I didn't actually make you show me how you went about making soup, um, please put a small cook pot on your character sheet, which you don't currently have. But since you've been cooking constantly in this entire campaign, <laughs> let's assume you have that, because I am scrutinizing character sheets, if you haven't noticed. So, yeah, put that on your sheet, please, and it's part we'll of call that DM here. Exactly. Yeah, it's a silvered iron specially made um, for you in Cobar Tower cookpot. Although you were cooking back before the wisp, so yeah, it doesn't work either. But yes, just small iron cookpot, enough to make soup for six, I guess, and that's fine. Okay. So, describe to me what everyone's doing in the morning. Let's do this quickly, and I assume you're going to move out in Aria. You're going to lead them east towards the mine. You're confident you can get there in about four hours. So, Udo, you said you're making um, warm water for everyone to splash on their faces to wake up. So you're sort of semi-boiling some water. Not a problem since you were on watch. You could do that. Anything else? That's about it. Maybe making some oh. tea or something. You probably do still have some of that mint. I'll make some, some mint tea then. All right. Mint tea. Neris. I'll be uh, checking over my gear, armor, making sure nothing got muddy or is stained up. 
Okay, very good. You do an amazing job of checking over and maintaining your gear. The swamp has not impacted it at all. A day's worth of travel, and it looks as fresh as it did when you left East Camp. Emis. Uh, Emis spent four hours meditating, relearning her spells, and she um, is then going to head out, I think that's probably still before dawn, to kind of go hunt and to forage. Okay. She's also looking for maybe some kind of leaves to make a nice tea. Go ahead and make me a foraging check. And since you didn't cast any spells, you do not need to oh. memorize them. So mm -hmm. you're all set. I did make change a... some up, so I probably need to learn oh, that. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's it's not effectively in the rules if you're memorizing, they're kind of stuck with you, but I'm, I'm saying that you can replace a spell with rest, not a problem. So yeah, you're good. Uh, I so you're four... rolled twice. Yep, that's fine. So your first success amount is by 13, so that's excellent. Um, and Arya joins you, it looks like, Arya, and you're doing some herbalism as well. The two of you move through the forest. Arya, you are impressed with Emma's ability to move quietly. Um, she doesn't quite have your natural or your druid talent to move without leaving a trace, but as an elf and a ranger, she clearly has skill. Between the two of you, you find some more tubers, you find more of that onion root. You also find um, a tea that acts, or sorry, a leaf that acts as a bit of a stimulant. Both of you find it, actually. Um, it's um, not something that you want to abuse, but um, this up tea is, is quite potent if brewed to simmer down. So you find a full bush of it, and you take handfuls of these leaves. I mean, small amounts of the tea is completely harmless, and large amounts, it can make someone stay up for days. Is this like okay. the liquid ambition? It's very similar, yep. And this was made before, if you don't recall, so, yep, absolutely. Nice. I'll, I'll give that to our local cook, so he can make that, maybe, for, uh, for some tea. Once we're back. Emma's doesn't remember... Udo abusing the hell out of this up tea, this liquid ambition stuff. So, um, yes, Emmis goes to give all of these, basically this uh, cocaine tea to uh, Udo. Arya, do you, you do remember, do you stop Emmis from doing this? Yes, I try to intervene. Oh, this uh. is such a wonderful gift. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so wonderful that you would gift this to to me specifically to me and not to Arya, but to me. He says, or yes, she says um, this to Arya. Now, Udo, would a proper known lady be carrying this quantity of up tea? I think maybe I should hold on to this. Are you? trying to steal this gift that this wonderful elf has has bestowed upon me are you trying to 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 besmirch this friendship that we are forming Udo speaking in tongues again I am trying to keep your reputation intact well you know oh. what Udo's hands are now on her hips. I think that I am quite capable of maintaining my own reputation. Thank you very much. Uh, because you've been 
um, a uh, proper gnomish lady for all of what? Ten days? Well, I'm learning very quickly. Thank you very much. That's right. That's why I'm here to help. What do you know about being a proper gnome lady? I'm sorry, what was that, Gregora? Do not judge or try to help with her womanhood. It is her journey to follow, and it's a great journey. I appreciate the support <laughs> that you are, you are giving I, I'm me. I'm sorry, I was stepping on some twigs. Was that follow or fail through that you said for her journey? Look, I, I believe that there is... Davos, you can word. stay right out of this. I don't think that you know <laughs> anything about being a proper gnome lady. And I will have... I will I, not have you mansplaining this to me. This is quite well loud. Hold on, hold on. This is quite loud, and it goes on, and, and this, this dialogue continues. I'm going to need Emmas, Arya, and... Neris, to make me d6 rolls, please. Let me know if you roll a 1. That's a d7, or d8, d7, d8. I need d6. Alright. No one rolled a 1. Okay, keep arguing. Um, hey, Arya, would, can Buck have these tea leaves? Or would that be bad for him? What? I mean, not all of them, just some of them. I mean, there's a lot here. We can all have some. Well, he's gonna share them with everyone. One I cup of tea for you, yes, Udo. You don't need more than one. Listen, Davos. I don't want to hear anything from you about this. You have no idea how to be a proper gnome lady. You don't even know how to be a proper human lady. So you can just take your opinion and take it for a walk. Gregor whispers to Neris, "Let the show go on." Is there something I don't know? Okay, but. For the context, for anyone listening to this, Udo's facial expressions are on point, and while Neris would not be cackling, I am struggling so hard right now. It's a fun yes, we're all on video for those listening, and obviously there's some laughing, and yeah, but anyway, let the other continue, but as you continue this debate as to Udo's womanhood and what's appropriate or not, um, Arya, I'd like you to have a chance to get a word in. Go ahead. Um, I'm just thinking that um, we just might give you some Udo and then keep the rest in this nice, safe, waterproof pouch I have here so as not to destroy it while we're in the swamp. Arya, do you just want all for yourself? No, no, no. This sounds yes, like... Yes, Gregora. That's exactly what I want. Well, Gregora, don't you know drinking too much of it causes infertility and you can't be, you know, proper gnome woman if you uh, are infertile from uh, the upti? I-, I had no idea this was a thing, and this is quite concerning. Um, that's I why that... I wasn't allowed to have any last time. Because we're smaller, it uh, works a lot faster on us. I wish someone had told... I... I should have talked to Coda about this before. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I think that it's perfectly fine if you would like to, to hold the tea. I, I would like to maybe brew some for this morning so that everyone can get a, a good start on the day. But um, but I think it's... Uh, you you can definitely... You can hold it for me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, everybody make me a D6 roll. 
As Udo goes to hand the leaves to Arya, a d6 roll, please. Anybody roll a one? We all rolled well, six or two or three. There are no ones rolled. So, Udo, as you go to hand the leaves back, you notice that half of them are gone. Oh, no. oh boy! Oh no! Oh no! no. Udo's, Udo looks around and says, "I, I, I did not. I didn't. I, I." Udo, you can't just There's chew a, those leaves. They might just rot your teeth out of your head. A little red brown, dra- red brown dragon behind you, Udo, who is now hopping on its back feet. Its eyes are wide. Oh no! What? <sighs> Aria, what what counters this? Boy, I don't know. What would a proper gnomish lady do to counter this? Neris picks up a rock. Listen, I've only been a proper gnomish lady for like ten days, okay? I'm learning. I'm doing the best I can. That's what I've been saying! Buckorgan flies into the air. It starts soaring around in circles quickly. As fast as he can. Oh, his poor little heart. Maybe we should have Davos talk to him. That that would I think that would help. Oh yes, I can I can uh, speak about the treatises of a hundred truths to him. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, Great. I don't need to hear about it. Save it for him. Not not drinking alcohol Udo starts uh, while on a mission, I believe. Udo, Udo actually does yawn. Uh, a, a knight of Vith who who had long uh, drank copious amounts when he was in taverns at home, and on the field uh, while he was being getting ready for battle, he decided that now would be a good time to have another drink, and so with his and and, and Davos goes on and on about. Uh, in a knight who got drunk before a battle without knowing battle was coming and uh, lost his hands and his tongue to the enemy and could never speak another truth or lie in his life. Udo so as you're going on about forward. this Davos, as you're going on about this Davos, Desdis comes back. Nobody asked where he was and he was <laughs> off hunting and he's got a pair of fish on his spear and he hands you one thinking that maybe it'll shut you up to eat a fish because you can't eat and talk um, and he even says that eat more eat less talk and then he looks and he sees that there's warm water with nothing in it and he looks at the dragon up circling around all, all fast and crazy and he, he looks over to you Davos and he says should I spear it down no <laughs> no 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 no. there's there's no need for that he points at the leaves and he says, bad leaves. The, these leaves... <sighs> How do we calm him down? So, you can communicate with him mentally, and or you can shout yeah. to him. Um, actually, I think you could just shout to him. I don't think you can actually... Yeah. I have to look it up, but... Anyway, um, he's pretty high up there and he's tweaking pretty bad, so he's not coming down for a while. So, um, Emma's has two rabbits she hunted well earlier, 
Um, she's cleaned them and has their skin and stuff, so she kind of like waves one around her head, seeing if he's hungry. But I don't think you would be hungry if you were tweaking like that. I don't know. Go ahead and make me a charisma check, and that one gets him down. Okay, great. That one. Here we go. That's a ten. So no, he's still up there. He's not okay. coming down. Uh, can I see what he sees? You can. His eyes are going back and forth, back and forth. It's incredibly disorienting. He's looking up, looking down, looking up, looking down, looking left, looking right. He's darting around the treetops. He's flying up really, really high, flying down. He is absolutely having a blast. <laughs> and he's quite blasted. Okay. Well, let's just let him do his thing. Udo Udo gives the rest of the leaves to Arya and says, I think maybe maybe it is best if you if you hold on to these. just put these in my pack. Thank you. Yes, I think that's best for the for everyone, for everyone. Okay, very good. <laughs> He's flying around doing? the screen. Just watching the tiny dragon. I, mean, I hope he doesn't die. Neris um, is going to walk over to Desta's and go do you think you could actually spear him, watching it zip around? Desus looks at you, looks up at the dragon, looks at you, and says... When it gets lower, and then he smiles. And he leans in close and says, Taste like human farm bird. Nara smiles. You be a damn fine hunter, then. And then looks to Davos. So, are we going to watch the show or keep moving to deal with the uh, spooky knife? No, I think we, I think we should keep moving. Can you can you call your creature to come follow us? Me? Yes. Oh, he'll stick close to me. He's my familiar, so he won't go too far. Um, but yeah, but let's. We probably should eat some breakfast first. I gathered a bunch of uh, stuff for our resident cook. Um, Is a familiar a pet you've known for a long time? Uh, like familiar... they become familiar with you? Yeah, pretty much. They're just they're they're tied to me. So any pain he feels, I might feel. Well, if he's first. tied to you, how the hell is he zipping between those trees without getting it all snagged up? Oh, he's magic. I don't know. <laughs> like, can can you just? Tug the leash and get him back down here. I want, he's a free spirit. I let him do what he wants. So you would let him eat. Oh. <laughs> Nearest, Nearest ducks behind Gregor. I goes, Gregor, I'm following you for now. <laughs> Udo makes a very quick but very excellent onion sort of potato rabbit stew for breakfast. Destis wants nothing to do with it and eats one of his fish and hands the other one to Davos. Justice, you should try Davos. this. He seems to think Davos likes fish, and he smells what you're cooking and wants none of it. Udo, Udo affects a very um, uh, hurt um, look on her face. It says, "I wish, I wish she would try it." So Justice sniffs the air. And he inhales deeply, and you can see that the um, 
the nostrils kind of flare and reverberate as he inhales, and you can see his eyes kind of roll back as he smells the air, and then he points down at what you're cooking, and he says, there's poop in that. Oh. <laughs> that would have been nice to know before we cooked it. Poop in what? In the rabbits? I mean, he cut out the digestive tract. Well, there's tubers, there's onions, there's rabbits, and there's... That's it? Yes, it just says there's poop in that, and he won't eat it. Oh. Well. To each his own. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's delicious for those of you who try it. I assume, Udo, you're eating it. Yep, Udo's eating it. He cleaned stuff. I mean, he did a pretty good roll, so I'm assuming that he cleaned things sufficiently. Absolutely. So, would Udo think that potentially that's just a slight against his cooking, or her cooking? You don't know. Uh, What would Udo think? What would Udo think? I... Udo thinks that it may have been a slight against his cooking. Or her cooking, sorry. It's very confusing. <laughs> so, um, go ahead and make me a d6 roll, please. A two. At the bottom of the stew bowl, you see what looks to be some kind of partially digested squirrel bone. Someone's trying to help. At Mach 5. Well, Udo pulls it out and goes, uh, and throws it out. And Des just points and goes, poop, and then he hands Davos another fish. And Udo says to Emil, or uh, Emis, um, he, we, we've, we've got a, with the tea, it's, it's, there's, there's poop. Uh, it was a good meal, but now Davos takes a stick, and he he kind of uses the edge of his uh, knife to cut the fish open, digs the fish guts out really roughly, and sticks the stick through the fish's mouth, and tries to roast the fish over the fire. Okay, make me a cooking a cooking skill check, please. Unskilled cooking check coming up. D twenty. Here we go. I should really just roll my dice. Physical dice here. Once again, Davos does not know how to cook. Udo sees he this happening it, it. and goes, oh, uh, sweetheart, no. And Udo takes the stick, um, uh, opens up the fish, cooks the meat on the inside, sears the back, spends some time moving it around. Um, and you do manage to roast this fish fairly well. Des just looks at you all confused. He says, burning fish. And it shrugs, and then eats his fish raw. But you do manage to cook the fish for Davos, and Davos here now eating a cooked trout. Thank you, Justice. Thank you. Justice looks too confused and points to Udo, because clearly Udo fix the fish for you. 
does just is kind of confused, doesn't get your tradition, doesn't really get why you cook fish, but he acknowledges it and moves on. Okay. And unfortunately, uh, Cricket is AFK for Aria, but I believe Aria is leading you all east, correct? I think so. So, what are you all doing before you leave camp? Udo will remove the cook fire, kind of um, make sure it's out, make sure it's kind of um, dispersed in such a way that it isn't so obvious that we camped here. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make me an unskilled skill check to do that. Make me a d20 roll, please. Ugh. Okay. MS, you can see that Udo is struggling. <laughs> can I help him? Yes, go ahead and make her. me a d <laughs> d20 roll, please. D20? Oh, wow. One. Uh, that one. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, working with Arya, you you easily disperse the cook fire, the ashes. Uh, you know the ground will be warm here for some time. You can't do much about that, but anyone passing by casually will not know anything happened. I need to AFK for one second. I'll be right back. Talk amongst yourselves. Continue the RP. So why do you think that Desitus is saying there's poop in something when... None of us see poop or smell poop or anything. You think he's just saying, like, he doesn't like the food? No, I, I think that your dragon had a little bit of a... a prank at our expense. Oh. I uh, I think so. I think that, um... Yes. I'm a little scandalized. If I admit it. <laughs> I, so but if you wanted to, uh finish covering the heat of that fire, you could probably piss on it. <laughs> what? In the... Oh. My. A, a proper gnome lady would not to have any problem with that previously. I am a proper gnome lady. Thank you. I mean, charge him if you want, but I was just saying, if you want the uh, coals to cool down quicker, you got some liquid at your disposal that you won't be missing. Udo, Udo is fanning herself at this point. Uh, she's no, so... no. Using your hand to cool him off won't work. It'll take forever. She's she's quite scandalized at this point. Maris is doing her best not to openly laugh. <laughs> Did you leave the fur on the rabbit's ass this time? I there took all the fur off. On there. <laughs> I took all the fur off. I have the two pelts. Um, did we use both rabbits in our hash? I I'm not sure. Hmm. I thought okay. one of them was you flung it around in the air to try to give to the dragon. I did, but the dragon didn't eat it, so I still had it in my hand. It's not like I threw it up. Did you wash your hands before cooking, Udo? Absolutely. I think Udo needs to purchase some. Did we? Um, Watch him wash his hands. He, Udo rolled a uh, Udo rolled a four on the cook check, so I think he, I think she, I think she, man, this is tough. Um, I think that she uh, probably did do a pretty good job. I think that some shenanigans came about with the the dragon, and that's how poop got in the food. I so think 
with all the shit talking she's been doing. She dipped her finger in the soup to taste it, licked her finger, and put the finger back in the soup, and that's how she got in the soup. That could be too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't even know if they would wash their hands back then. Like, like I mean, in if we compare this to like Renaissance out of oh, character yeah. of course yeah you would they didn't really they didn't really like wash their hands before doing things until modern times did they unless they had like dirt on them like visible dirt we're hiking through a swamp yeah, yeah but Udo's also a little prissy princess right now too how much <laughs> dirt do you think's on her hands she still has to walk through the same swamp she isn't having Davos carrier do you, you walk through swamps on your hands <laughs> we're three foot tall Alright, alright. <laughs> Udo's boots are spotlessly clean. Just want to put that out there. For real, they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Magic <laughs> boots, right? I, I feel yep. like Udo's like walking through, like trying to shimmy between each stick so she doesn't have to touch it. She would be uh, skipping whenever possible. Sinking in hop, skip, sink. Hop, skip, sink. Hop, skip, sink. <laughs> oh my. So... Legitimate mustard. Don't cut this so I can hear all the all the uh, back yeah. talk and everything else. When you can, <laughs> all right. We should have Arya back in a second. Oh, DM. We were discussing in Koth. Would it be common practice to wash your hands before cooking or before like healing someone? Yes, it is because I know like they didn't really start doing that until later on in. For, for any of the nobility, you would definitely do that, and, and certainly given the fact that there is a certain degree of science with magic, people would understand basic hygiene as a way to avoid disease. Okay. So that is that is known. Now, commoners and everything else don't take it as seriously, so those of you who are common-born might not be as careful about these things as others. But certainly, I think everybody here knows how to read and write. Certainly elves would know about this. I don't think any of you would have gotten to where you are as player characters if you didn't have some basic knowledge of hygiene, so. Okay. Cool. And Eris is apparently dancing on the table. Let's just I couldn't say. reach the cookies again. <laughs> and for those listening, we have a, a sort of generic default screen with a round table, all the player character icons in Rule 20, and... Silly DM that I am, I put cookies in the middle of the table and Naris is constantly jumping up to get to the cookies. So well, I just want to make the digital experience as immersive as possible, as if we were here in real life. Also, she's very short, so she would actually have to get onto the table to reach the center of it. It is a very large table. Do we have Arya back? Quick, are you there? Light some incense to summon her. Doesn't work that way. Not with that attitude. Burn them wrong enough, you can summon a whole troop of folks. We lost Exploding Kitten as well, yes? For a short period of time, I believe. So anyways, back to pissing on the coals. I'm just saying, if you want to cool them off faster, it works. Well, that may be, but... Coda has told me about the way that things are, and that's just not the way things are. Would you rather squat in piss in a clearing or have it running down your leg? Because soaking your britches ain't ladylike either, and we're in a damn swamp. I'll I'll have to I'll have to think about this a bit. Coda didn't actually tell me anything about um, uh, dealing with swamps, 
so... You didn't talk about swamp etiquette? It's, um... What kind of sleepover did you have? We spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to do the pillow fights correctly. It... it I just I wanted to hit it's her so hard. Stop. Haven't you been in a pillow fight? It was my first pillow fight. Also, apparently putting rocks in them is frowned upon, but they only told me after the third swing. <laughs> we didn't. You yes, Neris, you probably them. pillow fight with knives. <laughs> yeah. Correct. <laughs> Well, the feathers do make for a good distraction if you cut it open. It's not as fluffy to land afterwards, though. It's like a... Neris pillow fights with guys an excessive amount of biting. Neris, <laughs> after you've smelted them, they're no longer rocks. Just have to say, after you've taken the metal out of the rock, say the resulting metal is a rock. Yeah. <laughs> if they ask me if I have a knife, I say, no, I have a rock. And Neris pulls up Willowin. A very fine, very sharp rock. Neris, that is a sword. No, no, it came from rock. It'll go back to rock. It is currently a rock. Devos ponders this and ponders the meaning of truth. Neris <laughs> clearly did not sleep too well, so everything is an argument. That's Neris's normal, isn't it? That sounds like metting from the DM. <laughs> I'm just observing, not metting, but... Would, would Neris like some tea? Ooh, I want tea. I think everyone should drink tea so we can walk really fast through this. Swamp. No, because should you really be having tea if you're afraid to piss in the swamp? You know how drinking liquids work. They don't stay in you forever, Udo. Everyone pisses in the swamp. Come on, Udo. Where else are you going to piss? I figured I'd just wait until we got back to camp. Oh, phew. We're at camp right now putting out a fire and you're not gonna piss. No, no, delicate meant... little creature. <laughs> the, the other camp, the one with, you know, a building. I Listen, can show just because you... you have a spigot doesn't mean you can just put a cork in it. You're gonna have to piss. I can show you how to be more comfortable when you pee. There's certain leaves you can use to clean yourself and ways to hide yourself, Udo. Don't use a stick to wipe. Do not. I mean, unless you're into that. Udo, right, Davos? Udo kind of ponders this for a minute, not sure quite what she is into at that point. You Davos. have a lot to learn, youngin. What does the Davos truth says... wipe with in a swamp? Oh, no, there's no wiping with sticks in a swamp, hopefully. I, I hear that's how you get worms. Worms? What kind of sticks do you use? I mean, all the sticks out here are pretty muddy. Hmm. Wait, Udo, what do you stir the soup with? With this stick that I found over here by the tree. Oh. And you're gosh. wondering how shit got in the stew. Oh, gosh. Someone could have wiped with that. Was that... Was that Davos' stick? I use a sponge on a stick, generally. Aye, but when you take the sponge back off the stick, do you wipe the stick off, or do you just leave it? Leave it. Where did you... temporarily horrified. Where did you leave the last one? <laughs> oh, over by that... Oh. Oh. 
It's, you know, it's of all the times, by now. I helped. Davos thought about saying each shit, and then he says something along the lines of, Oh, divine this, divine that. There was a knight who told a hundred tourists and got his tongue cut out. I didn't think it would come to this. <laughs> all right, I think we are all back. Hopefully the crosstalk wasn't too meta and was fun. I'm looking forward oh, to it. Oh, it was very meta. I can't wait till you hear it, every single word of it. Excellent. I'll punish you next time. Okay, very good. So, anything else happening here at the camp before you leave? We're all just horrified of the poop that we've eaten, but that's about it. Okay, um, very good. All right, on the way, while we're hiking, hopefully Arya can help me, fi um, Emis, find some suitable wood to try to form a spoon for Udo so he she doesn't have to use random sticks she finds to make our food. Okay, I will help with that. Alright, both of you make me uh, d20 skill check rolls, please. It'll be foraging for uh, Emis and probably I don't know what for Arya. I'll call it herbalism. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, you find Arya, you find a herb that that grows into a shape that could be used like kind of a spoon, um, and Emma's, you find some wood that could be whittled into spoons. So you you have both of that. Neither is a proper spoon, but but you're confident that these um, these pieces of wood that you've got could be shaped relatively easily. Okay, well we can do that when we uh, get to our next camp. Right. So, Arya, you, you are leading the way east. Please make me a D100 roll, please, and a D20 roll. Lower is better on both. Four on that, and 45 on the D100. Okay, very good. So, you managed to move east directly towards what you believe to be the mine, based on what was told to you by Cedric and others at East Camp. And by about midday, give or take, but Lorgand is still flying around and making crazy circles above you, but you do manage to exit the foothills and you've began moving up towards the mountains. You can sort of see the foothills giving way into more rocky terrain. The grass here is a little different in color, a little hardier. The trees grow a little shorter here. And by about an hour or so past midday, you come upon what is clearly a mine. From a distance, the mine looks normal. Workers are carrying rocks down out of the mine by hand and dumping them down a long slope. You can see even from this distance, and you're not too far away, but you're you're just sort of over coming over a crest to see this mine down in a small valley in front of you. Carts are being pushed around. You can see there's debris that's being dumped from these carts. But Despite the fact that it all looks normal, as you watch it for a minute, something doesn't quite look right. Something's very odd. And at this point, you can all see this. Emis, you can see a little better than others, given that you're an elf, but... You begin to move closer, and Arya, you're, you're being careful to use the terrain to conceal your approach, and you're able to get much, much closer without revealing your position. Emis, you help. You both conceal the party as they approach. Despite the large clanking of Davos's metal armor, almost all the dragon scale armor is pretty quiet, actually. Um, but as you get closer, you can see what the problem is and why things look odd. All the workers are dead. They're mostly orcs, goblins, and a few gnolls. 
the miners appear to have been animated by dark magic. At this distance, maybe 120, 130 feet away, you can see that above the entrance of the mine is a dark symbol, and the inside of that symbol is glowing with a pale blue light. The carved symbol above the mine is that of a diseased skull, and the eyes glow blue. Hmm. You all hear something from right in front of the mine. There's a figure there shouting at the undead workers. Dark horses. No! That's not right! The rocks go down the hill, the ore goes in the cart. Stop it! Where? Were you this dumb when you were alive? No, you're not listening! Do I have to make you new ears now, too? A thin man of slightly below average height comes out of the mine. He is wearing scale mail armor that looks far too short for his body since it leaves his bare legs exposed. He has a shield on his back and a hand axe at his side. Under the shield is strapped a large two-handed axe. The weapons and armor are high quality and well maintained. You are all reminded of Ira and the high quality gear that she wore. Captain Cove owned similar items. It's clear that this is Dark Horses. What are you all doing? Devos behind Gregora. Devos holds his holy symbol without raising it up. Just holds in his hand. Gregora stands there in shock. Continues forward. We expected this. It's no pleasure to see. But it is what we saw coming to East Camp. Expected to, come, to see coming here. Can you here. smell the amount of undead we're around? You can. Can Dark Horses, can Dark Horses see the, the party? Uh, Dark Horses, roll me a d6 on a roll of a 1 to 2, you see them. Don't see them. Emis and Arya did a great job concealing your approach. Are we safe here? I mean, these things look like they're dead. Uh, should should we be here, Davos? I'd prefer we didn't, but Neris by all indications, there were others that we saw at the... You weren't there for this, but when we made it to East Camp the first time, there was a shipment of ore coming in, led by some of these things. They just stood there while the people of the ta- of the camp took them down. I think they'll be yeah, no threat. The disgust in your voice tells me you're talking very loudly, and certainly right now, uh, as you roleplay your character, you're talking very loudly. Dark Horses, on a roll of a 1, 2, or 3 on a d6, you hear the party. 5. No, Dark Horses, you're too busy yelling at your s- zombie slaves to hear anything right now. Neris whips a rock at the nearest zombie slave. Oh gosh! Davos is just walking forward. Davos, they don't—they don't do anything but what they're told. They're really stupid, and if they did get too close, you just gotta pop them in the noggin. And Neris what if they're told stone. to hurt us? All right. So it clearly Davos is walking forward, holding his holy symbol. Uh, I think uh, Neris is also walking forward, trying to get close enough to throw a rock. 30 to 40 feet would be probably a minimum given her height. So are you all allowing Davos and Neris to rush forward without you, or are you moving as a party? Moving as a party. 
Udo would probably Very good, Gregora. Yeah. You were standing next to Davos, uh, watching this undead threat with shock. As you move forward, Dark Horses does clearly see you all and sees that you're heavily armored, wearing black dragon scale armor, sees a symbol of Vith being held up in a threatening, perhaps defensive, hard to determine manner. Dark Horses, what do you say? Dark Horses points at them, at the party. And says, stay back, people. My children here like me, and they will stop you. Stop you real bad. Dark Horses? Yes, Davos I am Dark Horses. Says, questioningly. We've come from East Camp, seeking your counsel. Please call your, Davos says with disgust, children off. My children are here to protect me. This council can be held at a distance. Uh, Davos, if I may, uh, it's it's important to properly introduce yourselves. We were sent by your friend from East Camp. Um, I believe her name. I don't remember her name. Ira Cove. Ira, yes. They said you could help us get into the Badlands. Or you had some knowledge to help. Gregora and Davos, built real quick. You're close enough now to see that the symbol above the mine is that of Skos, the enemy of your church. We were expecting that. So, Dark Horses, you wanted to respond? Ira sent you, huh? Well, I'm sure he did. Well, I like my children. I don't know that I like you. So stay back and say whatever you need to say. That's fine. I'll listen. We ask for your guidance into the Badlands and your your uh, skill at getting us there. Any help you can offer to chase down these some criminals who have attacked our king fled into the badlands after also attacking members of my party and tell us about the creepy dagger near shells from behind gregora we have to exchange some of these items of your church items uh what, what kind of items have you got of my church you, you don't found them in a crypt what Very a creepy. Mm. Bad touch. Bad touch. I don't like the bad touch. Davos takes, um, continues to hold his holy symbol, um, takes off his cloak and his bag from his back, uh, uses his cloak as kind of a wrap around his hand when he reaches into his pack and pulls out the axe first and then the dagger sets them on the ground puts the bag back on uh, wraps the cloak continued, continues to have their cloak wrapped around his hand and tries to hold both the axe and the dagger in the same hand while holding on to his holy symbol the entire time it's, defensively it, as if it's protecting him from the whole thing is that dex check Davos Oh, there we go. 
five. You successfully do what you've described. You've got the axe and dagger in one hand, and you've got your holy symbol in the other. These, I believe, can be disposed of here. As long as they find their way and no, find no way to harm the kingdom or her people ever again. They were used in some sacrificial rituals within our lands. I would sooner turn them over to the church if it weren't for the fact that you could offer such specific help in exchange for them. You, you've, you've found, you, 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 you found my axe. That's my axe. Where did you find my axe? Where did you find it? Where's my axe? Specifically? Yes, specifically. Where did you find my axe? Your axe was in, in a place of worship that had, had clearly killed many people of the, of the lands of Vith. When they said it's an axe, that's what they do with it. You kill things with the axe. Where did you find it? Where did you find my axe? Where did you find my axe? Where did you find my axe? In a crypt under the under uh, a farmhouse. Where was this farmhouse? Where was my axe? Where was my axe? I doubt that this is... The man's clearly crazy. Let us pick up our stuff and go. He doesn't seem to be too friendly. We I can want my axe. Some you, other. You, I want my axe. Is there, 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 no, you said you don't like us. If I don't, don't like you. Like I like you're these, not shit. I like the dead people. They're my friends. They're my children. They don't ask anything of me. Ira doesn't ask anything of me. You come in here. You want things from me. I don't know that I want to help you. Why would I help you? You have. Then I will. You're not Davos. He doesn't want to help us. We'll take the axe and leave. Why you can't yeah, take that? I would very um, much appreciate destroying this with my church anyway. Dark Horses is going to oh, start uh, commanding his uh, his zombies to uh, to attack at this point. <laughs> Davos, wouldn't it Nerys takes out Willow Wind and Truthbringer and steps no. between the zombies and Davos. You give me my give me my give me my damn axe or it's gonna be real bad. I would happily dispose of it to you. We're not you gonna dispose of he my says axe. He loves his children and then he commands them to fight. His love is fake. You want your children to live, you'll call them off. Well, what are you talking yeah. about? They're dead. Look at them. I can make more children. I'll make children out of you once you're dead, too. Give me my fucking axe. Please do not make children with Davos. <laughs> I, will, I will bless all of our bodies, and they will be useless to you. This ground won't, contain, won't, uh, won't allow your filth. Now, you will listen to us. Your god has no power here, priest. Shut up down. and give me my axe. Nerys takes her extra cloak out. Davos, Davos, hand me the axe. And she's using her cloak the same way Davos is using his cloak. So you're not touching the axe, holding the the axe in your cloak? Correct. If Davos Davos, hands it to me. Davos hands it to her. Davos and Nerys, make me a d6 roll, please. One. One. Oh, Um, four. As you go to grab the axe from Davos, you feel some kind of force pulling at it. Neris begins wrapping it, and she curls her whole body around it and sits. So you're going to risk touching the axe if you do this. Do you wish to touch the Because something is physically trying to pull it out of your hand as Davos is handing it to you. But I have an entire cloak to wrap it in. 
Yep, you could throw the cloak over it, but the axe is moving away from you. So you, you're trying to catch it in the cloak and hold it in the cloak. The axe is physically like lifting straight up above you, like I'm floating. Treating in it like the snitch in Harry Potter. I've decided, angry man doesn't get the axe until he talks nicely. And if this means wrapping the cloak around it and wrapping myself around it, then that's what I will do. It is an axe. It is sharp. <laughs> All right. So you got you got the handle on the top. You wrap it. You wrap it around like this. You don't go. Oh, sharp parts. Let me just get the creases on my arm in there real good. Oh, seven of them fingers off. Maris, make yes. me a D twenty attack roll, please. That would be approximately 14. a fourteen. Fourteen, very good. And make me a D six roll, please. On a scale of one to six on that roll, I would guess I rolled about. A uh, you did good. So, some invisible force is tempted to grab this axe as Davos was handing it to you. Right before you grab onto the axe, something lifts it and moves it away. You jump and grab the axe with your attack roll, and you manage to hold onto it with your um, minor strength feat roll. You are now dragging this axe back down to the earth. Your combined weight and the cloak you've thrown around it is too much for this force to hold. Emis, what do you want to do? Well, um, I'll try to talk to Neris and say, Neris, why don't we, if we show a good face to Dark Corsus, give him his axe, I think he'll be more willing to work with us, right? Iris Dark said Corsus? we can't be nice to him. <laughs> and Iris, who's fed us back at the camp? I'm not betraying Ira. She sleeps in a log. You don't, you don't betray people who sleep in logs. Ira said you have to be nice to Dark Horses. I don't know who said that voice, but Neris is telling Emmis, who was not there, <laughs> that Ira said we have to be mean to Dark Horses. All right, very good. You're lying to to Emmis. I understand. Okay. okay. Well, Emmis, I I don't want to get into a fight with a bunch of undead beings that look like yeah. So you're gonna give him the only thing keeping us alive after Mister Holy just showed him. Ooh, we're battling gods now. We're on opposite sides of the fence. You're gonna give up our bargaining tool like that? How did you live this long? Alright, well he's gonna send it to us one way or another, so... Send the, the, the undead after us, so... Yeah, and he doesn't give a shit about them, they're bumbling idiots. We watched villagers kill them with a pitchfork. Okay, alright. Well, he's still, of course, pulling at this axe, Neris. What do you, uh... If... The force is strong enough to carry me and the axe, then me and the axe are gonna go. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm plopping down on the ground with the axe wrapped in my cloak, go yelling at their coses to stop being so rude and yelling at us that we can talk and he can have his axe, or he can be a jerk and I will chew the little shaft okay. off the axe and it's going to be in pieces. I approach. Let's, let's pause right there. So, Arya, sorry, what are you trying to do here? Arya touches Neris. Oh no. <laughs> oh okay. man! <laughs> uh oh! Uh, will remember this. Aria, are you casting this spell? I think you're casting. Yeah, I already cast it. You can't <laughs> cast animal friendship on me. I'm not actually a feral dog. <laughs> you could, you could definitely, sure. you could definitely charm. Neris and have a better outcome when you try and convince her to do something you want her to do. It's by no means guaranteed. You could also just talk to her. But if you're persisting with the charm, then that's fair. Tell me you're persisting with the charm person to get Neris to do what you want, 
and you've cast the spell. I cast the spell, I am touching Neris, and I am I- saying to Neris, don't you recall our dear friend Iris saying that we need to be nice to dark horses? All right, Neris, you need to make me a spell saving throw, please. I love this. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't have that up on my sheet because I didn't expect my party to turn on. <laughs> <laughs> and that was oh, the rationally. Uh, Neris, <laughs> for the next several weeks, you have been charmed by Arya. She is the jam to your peanut butter. She is the sharpening stone for Willowwind. She is the dagger in your punch shield. She is now your everything. Oh, Arya, you're so right. How could I ever betray what Ira said? And Neris looks at her wistfully and releases the axe happily. Davos grabs the axe. Davos, no, Davos. Davos. We needed. We need to be friendly to Darkosis. He says to. He shouts as he's doing this. Speak and parlay, or I will dispel whatever curse has been placed on this weapon and anything within the area. So, Darkosis, you're quite confused because you're not doing anything to this axe. What do you say when Davos accuses you of trying to sorcerer this axe over to yourself? What, what are you talking about, you stupid priest? I'm going to get Marlin 2 to come over here and he's going to smash you. Marlin 2! Marlin 2! Marlin 2! Poor horses! I thought it was Bondo. <laughs> <laughs> I this 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 demon thing is flying towards you because it's it's ensorcered by your devil god and its evil corruption is is attempting to blind my party to the truth of your actions. Now I'm willing to speak with you and even willing to pass on this this damnation upon this land on uh, to you to take care of as as a, however you see fit because you clearly do right with those who are in the in East Camp and do right by Ira, who's done no wrong to us. And I've made a promise to not do any harm to you, so cease hostilities and speak with me, person would, to person. Why would you make such a stupid promise? What What is wrong with you? Why would you do that? Now you're, you've put yourself in a bad position, you don't know anything about me, and you've promised okay, I'm not gonna hurt someone I know nothing about. Look at me, I'm so righteous with my with my big god, but uh, my god is dumb. <laughs> Davos is pissed and starts casting Dispel Magic. So, MS, do you want to, do you want to do anything here? Oh yeah, I'll let Davos know. I was just trying to get the uh, trying to get the axe away from Neris, so I had a little spell going on there. That wasn't him. That was me. But I think we need to be friendly to this guy. He's got a bunch of undead servants working for him, and that makes me very uncomfortable. Marlin <laughs> Davos stops casting dispel magic and looks like looks at Emmis with fire and fury in his eyes anger on his face and just sheer outrage at MS. Ooh, and then looks he's back pissed. At, looks back at 
Um, so pause right there. So Davos, as you begin stopping to cast, you realize that there is a somatic component to casting Dispel Magic, I do believe, which means you would have had to release the axe. The moment you began casting that, the axe began floating towards Dark Horses. I, I let go of the axe because I already did let go of the axe. I was going to cast Dispel Magic on it. So. Yep. so you stop casting it and the axe is now floating uh, towards Dark Horses thanks to Emma's Unseen Servant spell. Yay! I'm helping. <laughs> In Dark Horses, you see that Dark, Dark Horses, or Davos has released the axe and is now floating slowly towards you. There, Dark Horses. Now you have your axe. Can you please parlay with us so we can help each other? My axe, my axe, my axe, my axe, my axe. I love this axe. It's such a good axe. I've missed this axe. This, this, this is a good axe. Um, yeah, we can talk, but you need to stay there, all right? You stay there, all right? We'll stay wherever you want. Well, you're going to stay right where you're at, because you're not getting any closer to me. That's These are the rules. <laughs> all right. So, of course, at this point, the, the Unseen Servant spell has brought the axe to you. You see it's a replica. It looks in every way identical to the axe that you lost. This, this, is, this, is, oh, this is wonderful. I, now speak with us. Let, let, give me a moment, okay? I need a moment. I need a moment. <laughs> give me a moment. It's my axe Dark here. It's been a while. and Worshipping his axe like it's some... <laughs> God. Listen to you with your big god, the, the dumb god, the, the, the stupid kingdom. <laughs> My god protects life and, and the ability to live in, in this god, this this horrifying wasteland that you see here. My god protects the stupid. That's what your god does. Listen. I want to like you. You brought me my axe. I really do. I want to. Ira sent you. You said that, right? Ira sent you. And, and I like yes. Ira. Ira, she, I, I think my sister, she sent you. But you know what? It's a lot easier for me to like my children than it is for me to like you. Uh, and I like Ira because it's easy to like Ira. She and I go way back. We've got stories. There were gnomes that acted like dwarves. And, and there were we were down in the deep. And there were butterflies and real dwarves. And one one was naked. And, and But he really liked cooking. And I guess he wasn't always naked. But he was naked a lot. It was, it was really weird. It wasn't right. And then, uh, Ira doesn't ask anything of me, okay? She doesn't ask anything of me. And that makes me like her. My children don't ask anything of me. And I like them because they don't ask anything of me. But you all want something, and I don't like it when people want something. It reminds me of those other people who always wanted something. What they wanted was my blood. They wanted to kill me, and they wanted to eat me. They wanted to make me into a dark horse of snack, and they weren't really people. They, they, were, they were real bad, and it wasn't fun. It's not fun. And did they give you an axe? But, yeah, of course they gave me an axe. What, how am I supposed to do anything without an axe? What, what kind of stupid questions did your stupid church come up with? Don't they teach you anything? I thought you like go to schools and stuff. This is stupid. Anyway, so they don't eat dead people where I come from. So they don't eat my children. So I have an army here of not snacks. And my army protects me because I'm a snack. Okay? And um, maybe I'll help you. You know, you brought me my axe. And I, I really appreciate that you brought me my axe. I love this axe. This is such a good axe. I love my axe. It's, it's so good. Um, but 
What can you do to help me here with my children? I have this other creation that we we recovered from the grave, that horrid place. I don't know what it does, but I'm sure you're more aware of whatever it is than I am, and I'd rather not carry it into the Badlands and have to carry it back to the church afterwards. Rather not have to give it to you either. But he takes out the, he holds up the dagger, still has it in his hand. Okay, this was found among Dennis, the. Do you, do you have your unseen servant bring the dagger to Dark Horses? Sure, the dagger can do whatever. Or the servant does. Um, comes back over, and you see the dagger floating over to Dark Horses, if Davos allows that. guarantee do I have that you won't turn on us as soon as you hold this in your hands? Literally, you have none. There's none. At all. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Come on, Davos. It won't hurt to to give it to him. If you... Gregora, you are outraged by all of us, but you do appreciate Dark Horse's honesty. <laughs> if you present any threat to us, I will turn your friends, some of them, to ash your children, and... Davos? We don't turn people to children. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Davos, we don't turn people into children because it's rude. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Harley, continue speak. uh, We will give you this dagger. We will let you hold on to it and present us with an offer but if you don't offer anything in return I might as well simply dispel any magic on them anything in the area as well well that sounds really rude and I'm not threatening you here however I mean look around you that's a threat that you is a threat Davos, let's be respectful <laughs> but you're the one who walked in here I didn't invite you and you come in here and you tell me you want to kill my children that's, that's what I, you're telling me I'll do no such thing well, you we'll better do not. No such thing unless you attack us first. Why would we these ultimatums? There's Let's so many. This man out. There's, there's so many ultimatums from this one, and and this one is so reasonable. And he and he points at Gregora, and just strikingly pretty anyway. What a nice person. Why can't you be like her? She's just very Gregor, nice. Uh, Gregor glares at Udo, and uh, not Udo. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Davos. <laughs> Yes, Udo's right. Well, now you're glaring at me. This is strange. I don't under these church people are so weird. They're they're first they're very nice. That one's very rude, but this one's very nice, and now she's mad at me. I don't understand the church. This is why I don't try to do anything with the church. Udo, can't you use some of your feminine wiles as a uh they didn't know man, uh, get him to stop being mad. Well, I guess I guess I could. Um, hi, Mr. Dark Horses. How, how are you today? Um, um, I, I, what are you? You're very small. You're very, very small. Um, I don't understand why you're so small. I, I, you're like the, the gnomes. I've known gnomes, and they were weird. Uh, they did strange things. There was the one that was very smart, and um, there was an explosion. It was terrible. Do you make explosions? 
Um, n- no, I, I mean, I, I can make smoke and things. Smoke is very different than explosions. Explosions hurt people, and smoke is, is it comes after explosions or sometimes before explosions. It's, um, it's, it's a thing. Um, so, I, I don't know about you with your gnomeness. It's very strange. Neris begins tugging at Arya's sleeve. I'm thinking, uh, you know, Ivor was talking about how uh, wonderful gnomes were, and gnomes were everywhere, and gnomes know everyone, so Neris I would imagine... What's that? Neris continues tugging at Arya's sleeve. I, 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 need, you down, I need you down here for a moment. <laughs> Neris... Neris clearly does not want to yell three foot away to your ear. I lean down and listen to Neris. Neris begins whispering things in a hushed tone to Arya. Okay, do that in private chat really quick. In the meantime, Dark Horses, the knife has reached you, and you know exactly what it is. It's a Morskane sacrificial knife. It enhances the creation of undead children. In your case, Ooh. zombies and skeletons. Um, Dark Horses takes the knife, looks at it. This is, this is good. This is good. And he, he puts it into his belt. And um, he says, if... Listen, I'll make, I'll make a deal. I'll make a deal. I'll make a deal with you. Um, if you will... If you will draw me a map of where you got this, if you'll draw me a map of where you got this, and, and, and if you'll swear... To, I don't know something important, um, or whatever you think is important. Um, that it's a true map and it's, it's accurate. Then, um, then I think maybe we can work together. We can't stand next to each other. We're not that kind of friends. Okay, you're gonna keep your distance. But um, but maybe we can maybe we can maybe we can work a little bit together. Maybe maybe. But I want that map, okay? Is that is that a, is that okay? Is that a thing that you can do? That sounds that fair. That place is a collapsed on itself. That's fine. I got I got miners it's here. Well we can within the border. We can do we can mine things. But I need a map of it. I need a map, and I need I need a real map, and I need it to be. Nearest Maybe... stops whispering to Arya at the mention of that. Don't be making children dig. Make the adults dig. Oh, I have miners here. I can put them to work. What kind of person are you? They don't. They don't ask much. Okay, they do what I. They 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 do what I ask them to do. They're well, happy. What were you taught at your slumber party about forcing children to work? Well, we don't. We don't. Um, there's this thing. There's this concept. It's called consent, and um, everyone has to to consent to things, and both sides have to consent, or it's not okay. It's just not okay. Well, well, I don't well, understand what consent. I mean, they're dead. Above, like a position of children, like you can't just demand them to work constantly. It's still abuse. Even if there's like, oh yes, we love you, man who has cursed us. Do you know what it's like being cursed to love someone? It fucks with your noggin. Honestly, I'm sorry, um, Aria, what were you saying? I actually know a little bit about <laughs> this. 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 Uh, what did you call it? You called it. Con- I, I called it consent, actually. Yes, I think I know a little bit about this. There were there there the consent and the with 
the, the, the vampires, okay? They're vampires. That's what they are. They're vampires. And oh, that's consonants. Vampires has two consonants. That's not that's not what you're talking about. But there's like a parallel here. Sense. I'm trying to make a parallel. Like no, a, parallels are in constellations. She's talking about consent. But, 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 oh. Aria. Yes. So, um, I am going to say, Dark Horses, hold that thought. Look, this uh, is, this is all a mess. <laughs> Davos, may I have a word? Can you come to the side here for me? Oh, no, he, no. He's he's over here talking about constellations now. He's some star worshipper. Doesn't he know the stars fell or something? Dark horses, please make me a D6 roll. Davos goes and listens. That's a one. <laughs> Two of your zombie guards begin to groan and alert you to something behind you. The moment they do this, a sphere of total blackness appears up on the rocks behind you, 15 feet in diameter, concealing whatever's up there almost immediately. Something or someone has snuck behind you, and your zombie guards detected its life force, and you know it's enshrouded itself in darkness. And we're going to end right there, because we're... Nora, someone in the constellation! There's the night sky, I can see it now! So we're going to end right there. That's it for the World of Cosplayers podcast. Please tune in for more of our live play sessions. <laughs>